All right. Today on our podcast, uh, we're going to talk about and focus mostly on Erin. Um, and she's going to explain something very significant that's happened in her life recently. This is sort of a special episode where I'm going to sort of be facilitating it and asking Erin all about it. And she's going to kind of share her heart. Um, all I can say is it's just pure, pure bravery. You're too kind. So, <laughs> so what has life been like for you the past month and a half, two months? What's been going on? Um, well, first of all, I just want to give a shout out to Kelly because she's listened to me just talk on and on and on about the situation for the last two weeks. And now she's sitting here and asking me more about it. So she's a saint. So we went back to the doctor and it was a different doctor and she was much kinder. And they did another ul ultrasound and couldn't see anything still like an empty sac for the most part, no heartbeat. And so, but it was still like, they couldn't call it yet. It was still too early to call it. And so they said that I had to come back in another week. And this would have made you out what, how many weeks? I was 11 weeks. Okay. So it, it was like another waiting game, but at the same time, we kind of knew that that's what had happened. And actually to back up, before so before I even went to that appointment my sister was in town which is a miracle because my sister is my best friend and she lives in Texas but she flew out there because she couldn't come to Christmas so that was a really cool god thing and then I had to work an event at the church where I work it was like this prayer event at the crack of dawn and I was so mad I had to be a greeter <laughs> and so I was half awake and just like greeting people at the door. But then I got to go in and participate in like the worship or whatever. And it was just this time of reflection. Someone was leading us through and I felt like God had like, he just like gave me this knowledge. Like this is not going to work out. Like it's not this time. Like specifically, I felt like he said it's not this time. And I wasn't sure what to believe or if that was my own thoughts, but I just kind of sat and, and like for an hour, it was an hour service. I just kind of sat in that and just like mm. was able to just feel sad about it. It was dark in this dark worship center very early in the morning. And then after that whole time, they played my wedding song, which is the goodness of God. And there's this one verse that says like, you have led me through the fire and, um, so I was trying so hard to hold it together because I was around all my coworkers. Just like, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so then we went to that appointment and I felt like I was still not sure what to believe. Like maybe it's fine, who knows? But then, um, but then I did miscarry on Thursday of last week, which was absolutely horrible. But I felt like that like moment, it was almost like he told me instead of the doctor's. And it made it a little bit easier to just prepare myself, I guess. And so it's been definitely one step at a time. Yeah. How are you doing right now, today, with it? What'd you say? It's as hard as this is <laughs> to talk about, I know. I know. It is weird because I feel like when I'm talking about it with other people, I can just talk about it very logically mm -hmm. and... It's like I cut myself off from it totally, but there's random times that I'm just like, that it hits me and I just, I and then usually I'm at work, which is really inconvenient, but like I was on a video meeting and all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm going to cry right now. And I had to turn my camera off and 
I just took a moment and it was fine. But, um, yeah, I think for the most part I've been so busy and that's helped just probably not healthy, but it has really helped me just keep going and just do my same routines. And I don't really know. I feel like I haven't processed it yet. Yeah. That'll probably come later, but I'm sure it'll take time. Like you said, it's yeah, probably different. You feel different every day. I don't know. Um, I know that when you texted me, like it's happening and then the next day when I came over, like you had gone through almost like just an awful night. Like just, I could just tell you were like so physically worn out. Like what, I, I didn't know that, I know plenty of women that have miscarried but I don't think anyone's ever really talked about yeah like what that involves like can you be somebody to like gosh I don't know I don't even know if it's like podcast appropriate because I was not prepared for what it was and yeah I guess just to like keep it succinct like your body goes into labor basically but it's it's also like crazy painful and I was like passing out and I probably should have gone to the hospital but I was not prepared at all for what was going to happen so I was just at home but didn't sleep all night I was in I'm still in pain like yeah it just I don't even know I guess it's just something that a lot of women go through but then it's hard to talk about it's weird to talk about because it's like you can't explain it almost. I haven't mm. told anybody in my office. I'm sitting there at my desk like everything's normal, but like nobody knows anything, mm-hmm. um, which makes it even weirder because then it's not like I can just drop this bomb on them like, hey, guys, just so you know, yeah. this is what happened to me. So it does feel very like isolating and it's almost like people wouldn't know what to say or it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Is that the taboo part that you feel? Do you feel like you're burdening people with telling them because they don't know what it is like or? Kind of. I don't know. I think it's hard to explain because I think half of it Mm. is it just feels, I don't know, it just it feels like too personal or something and just Mm. too, which I don't actually believe this, but there's this little part of me. It's like, oh, you like your body failed at something that you're supposed to do and and people mm-hmm. have been very gracious, like the people that I've told, pretty much as friends and family. But you yeah. have been telling people. Yeah, I've Good. told my best friends, some Good. of them. Um, but it's very exhausting at the same time. Yeah. I told my family, and then I just, I just texted my friends because I was like, I can't. Yeah. Because people didn't know I was pregnant either, so I just. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure that's not easy to do. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I feel like you speak to. A lot of people that are all thinking the same thing that has gone that have gone through this and also feel all the same things and are scared to talk about it. Yeah, um, and I feel like I'll have more wisdom or something about it the the more time that passes because it's still so fresh right now that I think I'm so checked out. Like I'm sure you can hear in my voice that I'm just like, oh, I'm speaking very logically, mm-hmm. but I'm not even em- emotionally to be be able to connect yeah. or something like that. So I feel like. Maybe there's women who'll be like, oh, my gosh, she's so cold or something. But I no. think it's just that it's so fresh that I don't even know. I think if I talked about it again in a month or something, maybe I'll have a little bit better, I don't know, insight or something. But this yeah. is, I guess this is the reality of dealing with the aftermath the week of. Yeah. And I think that 
for you being able to share it and being like, I still don't really know what's going on. I don't think I processed it yet is still raw and like shows me that you are healthily processing it. Right. Because you're able in stages. Right. It's not all just going to be like, Aaron's good. Aaron's done. Yeah. It's in the past, you know, like this is something that you work through. And um, how do you feel like it's made you stronger right now? Well, I think on the subject of telling people, we were at, at work, we had this like, we were dropped into these weird groups of people that we'd never met. And I don't know why still. It was like a leadership exercise or something. And they were called our new families. <laughs> so we were at this table of total strangers. Are these your coworkers? Or? Well, I'd never met them before. They're like other people that work From... there, but they're oh, but just like never met them. They're on different teams, oh, different campuses. Okay. So they're literally total strangers. But they said, like, share your highs and lows from the year. And it got really just, like, deep right away. And this lady was talking about having cancer and how she'd gone through it this year. And and, and then everyone looked at me and I was like, lows? I really can't think of anything. And it was so awkward because the only thing I could think of was the miscarriage. And everyone's staring at me and I'm just staring off into space. (laughs) I just froze up. And I was like, well, there is one thing. I had a miscarriage four days ago and... I'm so proud of you. I know. You admitted that? I did to total strangers. My team doesn't know that. Nobody in my office, even my, like, girlfriends in the office don't know that I was even pregnant or anything. But I was like, but I don't really know you guys, so I guess I'll just tell you. And they were so normal. And this one guy's like, my wife and I went through that. It wasn't this weird, oh, how do we treat her? They just treated me like a normal person. Um, But then the cancer lady and I started talking about, because I was saying, trying to put into words that, it's been a really rich season of just this whole this whole experience of being pregnant and then not knowing if it was going to be viable and then losing it. But it was still like a more meaningful season of my life than just my normal life. And it was so hard to explain that. And I was like, this is going to sound so bad. And the the cancer lady was like, no, I that's how I felt. My The wow. time that I had cancer was the best, one of the best times of my life, best wow. seasons of my life, which sounds crazy, but that's when God showed up the most and that's where I I was helped the most and I felt like I had time to rest the most and really reflect and connect with my thoughts and all the stuff and I felt like that's what I had experienced too in a weird way of I had permission to slow down in a different way because I'm very much like a go 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 person and book myself out to the max and I think this allowed me to slow way down but also ask for help and I think we've talked about I can't remember if I already talked about that but be vulnerable with people to be like hey I'm going through this or I don't know because even with my best friends I don't usually ask for help and I think this pregnancy was something that I definitely didn't know anything about and definitely needed help and then um I think it brought me and John closer together for sure I mean we're not even two years in but I feel like it added this experience that we went through together that we you know we did it together and it was like yeah all right we've been through this and I don't know, I felt more or closer to him, I guess, Hmm. through it. And then I guess just more sure of myself as a person because I spent so much time reflecting, like preparing myself to be a different person. I was like, well, now I really know myself, I guess, for who I am in the stage, even though I'm not going to be changing into this mom or something like I thought I was yet. But I think it gave me time to really reassess my life and goals. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Now it's like, <clears throat> I'm pregnant. I guess I 
I'll tell you my, like what has gone through my head of like nervous that like, obviously we're still going to maintain friends and stuff, but I think I like, if you ever feel awkward <laughs> that of my responses, it's like, I don't know what that's like, you know, because I am carrying right now. And, and so I'm afraid like whatever I respond with is going to like make you feel awkward or weird or, you know, there's like that sort of like, oh, we had this thing going where both of us were pregnant and this was really fun. And now it's, it's, it's different, but I think like, I'm not worried about it, but I, I definitely think there's like, I don't want to like talk about my pregnancy so much does that make sense because it makes I'm like, total sense yeah but that's not i want you to still talk about your pregnancy just as much because i don't feel this i still f- feel just the same as i did about our friendship like in your pregnancy yeah. and wanting to know what's going on and everything like it doesn't i don't know why maybe i'm still just processing it but it's not yeah. that it doesn't i don't relate them almost which sounds right. weird but this girl at work today was like I'm pregnant and she announced it at our lunch table and I was genuinely so pumped for her I was like oh my gosh mm. she's playing your baby moon and I, I wasn't thinking about my situation because it just feels like so different like it feels just... like a different world mm. I knew you you were always pregnant when I met you you know that's so true. it's like that's how I know you and I'm the not disappointment like... when I said I was pregnant I no but it, disappointment's <laughs> the wrong word it was more like I felt like left behind or something yeah. like so I think now that I know that that's not true, like, especially with meeting you for the first time, uh-huh. I thought there would be this wall because some, I didn't know you yet, I guess. So I mm-hmm. thought you wouldn't be interested in being my friend because you're in this other world. Yeah. And now that we clearly like are in the same, we have the same passions and stuff. Like it's that same thing that we've talked about. Totally. This other world, like, oh, I'm not in that world, but actually you are in this world. Yeah. And we're both in this world together and that doesn't affect any and of And we it. have different... Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. Yes. Because this relates. Tell it. This morning I was writing at uh, Second State and this group of moms. Yes. (laughs) Come in and like a couple of them, there may have been like six or seven, and a couple of them had like their kids with them, but I was just so turned off. (laughs) Like I was like waiting for the bathroom and they were in the back just like kind of like chatting and I was like oh my gosh this cannot be me and but this is this is my heart okay this is me being like one I'm lonely right now like feeling lonely in my pregnancy but at the same time I see this group of women that are all connecting over the same thing and I'm turned off by that too but like it it was this sense that they're in their own like world and I don't want to be in that and I want to be a mother and I want to be like very engaged with my kid and of course I want to have friends but like it was just this like I don't even know it was just the sense of like oh gosh I can't relate to that like even though I'm gonna be a mom and they are moms like I was like I don't think I can relate it was I don't know there was just some there was just something that turned me off and I was trying to explain it to Ross which he did understand he definitely understood but it was just this like they all kind of looked the same yep you know oh I totally know what you mean like they looked the same they kind of like talked the same and I was like oh gosh like <laughs> I <laughs> I don't want to like we're always in a box you know like we're yeah. always in a culture when we get out of one culture we're in another one 
And so becoming a mom, it's like, I want friends and I want mom friends, of course, but... But not those mom friends. No. And I don't want to be just... I don't want that to just be my world. Like Exactly. Even though my kid is going to basically be my world and I want my child to be that. Um, but I also, like, need other things and I need depth. Like, I think that's the thing is, like, I need to surround myself with people with depth that are, I don't know, exploring and trying to change the world and I don't know. Yes. No, I, I sound so judgmental you don't right sound, now, but I was no. like, I don't want to be that. Like, well, that's what kind of birthed this podcast, I feel like, is both of the, our desires to not just automatically assimilate with that culture. Right. And I feel with like... any culture. Right. Specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And fun fact for our millions of listeners, our first episode that we recorded um, did not record, so yeah. we lost it into the abyss. But something we talked about in that lost episode was... Just checking to make sure... Okay, it is recording. Um, was just this like at the time I was pregnant, both of us were pregnant, and we had the same desire to not like be part of any specific like culture that's set by Instagram or anything that is like, oh, if you are this, then this means this is your world. And I think you expressing that's that I don't know that desire to do something different. I think there's tons of people, tons of moms that feel the same way. and. Yeah, don't have a little like culture to fit into because they don't fit into the mom or they don't want to fit into the mom culture, but they are moms, but they have other dreams. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. And I think that's why I'm so excited about this podcast because I feel like it's almost utilized as an outlet Yeah, for me to like sort of analyze and engage and reflect on, okay, what culture am I conforming the most to that I can work on enjoying and embracing but not becoming it. Yes. Um, and so I think I had just that sort of lens today of like, okay, I definitely want to have friends and mom friends, but I definitely don't want to conform to that type where like sometimes I can't even like at church. I'm like, I don't even like go up to the moms because I feel like I'm so... They're so different. Yeah. Like, I ha there's this yes. thing. And I'm like, shit, I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be that in three months, you But know? that's the thing is that that's because that's what I was trying to describe to you originally was like, oh, that I said when I disappointment. Told you. Because yeah. I imagined when you said pregnant, I imagined that world that you're describing that yeah. clearly, like, I know you now. Like, I had never met you. But, like, clearly you are not any of those stereotypes. And there's so many other women like you, I'm sure, that are also. Want. They're either in it and want out of it, but don't know how to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? What do you think? And this involves any culture, church culture, mm -hmm. hippie culture, yogi culture. There's so many cultures. Everybody's we're always in a culture. Right. Yeah. But how do you think that you can be better at removing yourself from that group? That's a great question. I feel like first you have to know who you are, which is such a broad thing. But I feel like that's probably something that we're always trying to figure out is who we really are. <laughs> we're drinking seltzers right now. <laughs> you can probably hear like swallowing. And... So I think, I don't know, I guess that's probably a lifelong journey of really just staying true to the person that you're created to be despite your culture. The more time you spend investing in yourself, the more sure of yourself you'll be and the more 
I don't know, you won't try to conform. Because I know when I'm really unhealthy and I don't have any time by myself or to reflect or to think, I just immediately become a chameleon and I'm just Mm, in the rat race, just like, oh, what are the girls doing at work? What is everyone doing? What's everyone wearing? And Mm. I don't think for myself. I just like, so I'm on Instagram, just like, I want those shoes. I want to look like this. I don't want to go here. But then if I actually take myself out of that and I actually go away and reflect. Yep. And sometimes it takes a long time. Like, a season of life. Like, pregnancy. Literally, before I was pregnant, I was not great. I was like, oh, I like my life. It's fun. Really? But I was mentally or just, like, emotionally, I was just, like, so disconnected. I was, like, I was happy. disconnected. Yeah. But I was disconnected from myself, and I just felt like I was just coasting or something. And then when I was pregnant, I just... Like, when I met you? Yeah, kind of. I was just like, okay, I was living life. Everything's good. I wasn't fully engaged with myself. I was just trying to get as much out of life as I could trying to meet as many people and go to as many events and just go 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 which is interesting because that's part of your story as to why you left your old job Mm -hmm. and Boone right Mm -hmm. so do you feel like this is something that you fall into when you're not oh yeah 100 reflecting 100 percent and that's what which was weird because I spent four months living in an RV with my husband around the country to get away from the culture I had created for myself and then I went to Charleston, and I started immediately to build the exact same kind of Whoa, life. Whoa, that's wild. Which is crazy. That says so much about human beings. I know. I know. So thankfully, pregnancy, I feel like God used it to stop me in my tracks and be like, hey, you've done this before, and you're never, you're happy, but you're not, like, joyful. You're not engaged. You're not peaceful. You're just, like, super tired all the time. And let's rethink how you live your life. And so... I don't know. I had to really rethink and a lot of my habits from being pregnant, which was more alone time, slower pace of life, got really into reading and tea. I don't know. And it's tea. like nerdy, but it was Give it great. Tea. Yeah. It's almost like your RV trip was an interruption and sort of and then brought you and John together like closer and then your miscarry in a really odd, different way uh-huh. sort of function as the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's so true. I've never thought about it like that before. And then you fell back into the same, procuring the same life. Yeah, and I knew it at the time, too. I was like, well, here I am. doing the same thing. But I like it. (laughs) And then you, unfortunately, miscarry, and that's more out of a devastation than your RV trip, obviously. Right. But But it actually got my attention. I'm like, wait a second, I need to... Because it was weird. Like, you expect to feel happier on an RV trip across the country, but you don't expect to feel happier when you're mm. in a failed pregnancy. And not happier. Happier is the wrong word. But, like, at peace and just, like, okay, one day at a time I'm a human being instead of, like, oh, I have to just tackle everything all the time. I don't know. It might be an Enneagram 3 thing. But what about you? How do you keep yourself true to yourself despite culture and mm-hmm. adapting to culture? I think it's to place yourself in multiple I think my default right now would be mom culture and church culture, just because of the season of life that I'm in. But I try to be very aware that those are the two that are not the only two that I'm going to surround myself by. I'm terrible at it right now, but like I have a friend who's super into yoga and is like a yoga teacher and opening conversations with her is really important to me because I'm interested in what she has to say and like surrounding myself in that without, yeah, like 
yoga is cool, you know, whatever. There's certain teachings in the spiritual aspect that I, I don't think is grounding and true. Um, but it was also like a huge avenue for me finding God. Um, and so I, I find it interesting to talk to people who are currently in that culture. You know, there's food and bev culture and I was a waitress for 10 years and, um. Oh, I can see that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked at Zaobao Biscuit. No way. For like a year. Uh-huh. I love Zao. Yeah. Last, last year? It was when I was engaged. That's so cool. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was actually the best restaurant I've ever worked at. I've worked at like eight different restaurants. Um. But, like, the people there are so rad and so cool and, like, but it's also a culture itself, you know? Like, you work your ass off and then you drink a bunch on your day off and then, like, you cycle it over and again. I've been in that culture and when I was in college, it's all I did. It's, like, flirt around with all the dudes at work and whatever. But this time I loved my job there because I was dating Ross and – but I was also, like – still hanging out and forming relationships with the people in there. Um, And so I guess what I'm just trying to say is, like, I have to become more aware and make sure that I'm placing myself in several at once because the more that I solidify myself into just one, the more I become that, and that excludes everybody else. And, you know, that's when stereotypes form. So I think... I'm definitely, like, convicted right now because I haven't – well, I did have COVID last week, so yeah. so that's why I'm a little disengaged with people right now. It's very valid. Um, but, yeah, I would say that that is probably what it is. And also, I think knowing your pros and cons, like the positives and negatives of the culture that you are in. Like church culture, I could name the pros all day. I could da- name the negatives all day. Same with yoga. I could name the positives all day. I could take, like, as long as we're aware that there's a flaw in every culture, but also embrace the great parts about it, I think you're in a good place. Like, that to me is authentic. Yeah, that's good. Because then you're not totally immersed in one culture and just... And becoming exclusive. It's kind of like traveling internationally because you get to see, oh, America's not the only culture. There's other yeah. cultures. It's not like, oh, we, the way we do things is completely right. Other people do things completely different, and that's okay. That's so true. I didn't even think about that internationally. Yeah. Do you feel like your travels being submerged in... Submerged, I think I meant to say. It's immersed. Yeah, either one. <laughs> Sometimes it felt like being submerged. Submerged in the water of <laughs> Asia. Um, yeah, do you feel like exploring all these different countries and cultures allowed you to be less judgmental and stereotypical and exclusive yeah because it's just i think you just get perspective kind of a humbling of because i think americans can get so proud or something about this is the way that we do things and this is this is what's right and wrong or people just get so their way or the highway or something and then if you go somewhere where your culture literally does not matter (laughs) and actually they look at america they're like wow your country are you guys okay (laughs) Y'all are no. messed up. We're not okay. Yeah. But, Did you get that a lot? Oh, yeah. People I had a are lot like of friends from England oh, that America's were like Americans. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in Africa, I'd be sitting with these African mamas and they're like, I would never let my son go to America. Like all the shootings. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> and, and Africa, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And where we think thing. Africa's the most dangerous country exactly. in the world. Exactly. But yeah, it's just perspective. Like it's dangerous 
everywhere and it's safe everywhere you know it's and there's different traditions everywhere i don't know it's all we're all living in these little parallel worlds like you said and i think going to these different cultures does help you get perspective yeah no definitely um okay so anyways i know we kind of just got off topic there talking about culture um but i want to bring it back to you sort of asking you and concluding what it is sort of that you would want to say to somebody who either has gone through a miscarriage in the middle of a miscarriage or they're single and listening and just kind of going through a window of uncertainty in their life oh gosh what would i say (laughs) take your time (laughs) um i think it is i think let yourself be where you are even if it feels like it's the wrong way to feel or it's like you should be acting or thinking something different because i think people all have their own opinions of what it looks like and only you know what it looks like for you and what you need I have some opinionated people in my life. I think the hardest part was feeling like I wasn't living up to what they thought I should, what it should look like or something like my process of going through it. And, and I think Mm. understanding that those expectations are not, they don't matter and your own, like however you need to go through it and heal, however you process, that's what matters. That's what you need to do. Um, And also to not feel guilt because I think a lot I struggled with a lot of guilt because we did tell our families our parents were really sad that they didn't have a grandchild anymore and I think they had these like they'd gone so far ahead in these expectations of because we found out after we told them and I think we have more time to figure out like oh gosh this is maybe not going to happen and for them they were just continuing to build expectations and so I always think about oh gosh like my father-in-law was so excited to have a grandson and he he was so excited and so proud and now I just have let him down and And I think it's easy to just let that haunt me and take up so much space in my head when I actually should be using that to be like, how am I doing? (laughs) Um, And I think that's the people pleaser in me. But I think don't let people dictate your healing and what it looks like. Ooh. And (laughs) that's a really good one. And don't let guilt steal your healing. Wow. And that goes for anything. No matter what you're going through, don't let anyone dictate your healing. Just... Because only you know what you're going through and what will help and what feels good and what does not feel good. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. Thank you, Erin. I know that was probably not super easy to share, but you were super raw and so brave. Thank you. Yeah. And I do want to ask you, what's something that you would tell to another mom or someone who's not wanting to, or they're in a world that they don't necessarily want to conform with? What would you tell them? Take a step back from that world that you're in, kind of like an out-of-body experience. Just remove yourself and look inward. Not saying cut <laughs> cut them off or anything like that, but sort of just take a step on the outside of that circle and ask yourself if you are becoming like the rest of everybody around you and if that is truly you. And if it's not, then take time to reflect on how much time you should devote into that specific culture. Boom. I needed that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, till next time, friends. Yeah. I don't know how to, how to close this. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mm